0: Good morning and happy Friday to you. This is Larry Hunter. I'm your host for 5-Minute Inspirations, and I want to say thank you for tuning in to the podcast. And I want to uh, relate to you a story. Back when I was in high school, I ran track, and one of the events that I ran was the what was called then the mile relay. I understand now you call it the 1600-meter relay, but it involves four people, each person running an entire lap around the track, and then after they've their lap, then they pass the baton on to the next person. And it was, it was something because, I tell you what, the most important part of... Um, A relay is the baton exchange. Our coach used to drill us and drill us and drill us on how to do a proper baton exchange. Think about it. You got this one guy or gal that's coming in, you know, spent, having given it all that they had, coming in on the home stretch, wobbling, can't even see straight, reaching out their hand with the baton in it to try to get it to you. And you're waiting, and it's like a little 10-yard stretch or so that both of you can run together while you're in the process of changing the baton. So during that time, though, in order to properly exchange the baton, you got to find common ground. In other words, and it happens, there's a split second that both of you are in sync, that you have common ground. And that's when you're to give the baton to the next person or that person to give the baton to you. See, it don't work like this. OK, let's say that the person is coming in. It, it gets close to you and you got your hand out. So they just kind of throw it on up and try to throw it up into your hand or throw it down into your hand. That don't work. Been there, done that. That don't work. Okay. (laughs) so what has to happen in order for there to be a successful change exchange of the baton is that there has to be that split second of common ground where you can get it into their hands. I mean, they can get it in your hands rather. You lock in and then you take off and do your lap. Right. Wow. So I want to relate that to you in the sense that. If you see someone and you want to positively impact their life, you know, you got something that they need, you got something that you know would be a benefit to them, then the first thing that you must seek is that common ground from which to relate. I mean, you got to find common ground from which you will be able to then pass on what you believe would be a benefit to the person. You know, one of the things on, on this recent trip that I just came back from Buenos Aires, Argentina one of the things that really opened up the hearts of the people for me was music. And and so think about it like this. The place that I was staying was, it was like a church slash house. That's to say that there's a house that they're in the process of converting into a church. And it's pretty well, pretty much under construction, big time. So there's, the, you know, as you walk into the church, there's like an open area. That's like the sanctuary. And then off to the side, there's a couple of rooms on either side. And then way in the back, there's a little small kitchen. And right beyond the kitchen, there's a really even smaller bathroom. Right? Okay, so, and I love the pastors, you know, the pastor and his wife, they have this open door policy big time. That's to say that in the morning, once the sun comes up, they open the front door of the church so that, as to say, that anyone who needs to come in and either pray or seek counsel from the pastors or just to visit and say hi, they can come on in. So you got people coming in and out of the church all day long, right? (laughs) Well, one particular day, some guys came in and it turns out that they were part of their praise and worship team. So they came in because they just kind of wanted to play around on the guitar. Some one of them played the bass. The other one played, uh, you know, the uh, lead guitar and sang. So they come on up in there and they started, you know, getting their instruments together and started playing. And then they looked over at me. All right. Let me say this also. In the church there, there's an organ which is kind of dusted over because the pastor explained to me that they don't have anybody yet that has come to the church that can play the organ. So they just have an organ sitting over there. And then they also have a set of drums. And he told me that basically they have a drummer that's eight years old that that kind of plays with them right now. And he's pretty good. But the drummer wasn't there. So here these guys are playing their instruments and everything. And and they're just kind of looking out the side of their eye at me because this first time they've seen me, <laughs> you got to put it together, man. You know, it's like dog. This is strange, tall black dude bust up in here in our space from far, far away. So they didn't really know what to do with me, you know, and I've learned from having ministered in various different countries where I am, let's say, the minority that a lot of people there. What they think about me is based on what they've seen on TV. You know, they've seen black people on TV in different roles And that's kind of what they attribute to me because they don't have anything else to go on. Anyway, so they asked me, "Okay, look, do you play an instrument? I said, well, you know, I play drums a little bit. Oh, okay. Could you could you accompany us with our songs? You know, I'm like, cool. All right. So I went over there and I changed the drums around because I'm left handed. So I had to change the drums around. And I just told them, look, y'all go ahead and play and I'll just pick up with you. So they started playing some songs and many of many of the songs that they played. I remembered from when we served as missionaries in Guatemala. So, you know, I started playing with them and, man, they looked at me and I could see in their eyes there was a connection. We found common ground. You know, I could see them saying in their minds, this dude is all right. He's going to be okay." And incidentally, as I told you, the church has an open door policy. During the course of our playing the songs, there were many people who kind of came in off the streets. Some of them were members of the church. Some of them were friends of the pastors. Some of them were just people in the community. They came in and they just kind of listened to us. And I can look at their faces and tell that they were thinking, this strange dude, he I think he's all right. So anyway, what I'm getting at is that I was able to establish common ground with them through relating to them through music. And that opened the door for me to be able to share with them what God had put in my heart over the course of the week. In other words, when I found the common ground, I was able to properly pass the baton On to them. So I love that, you know, and and, um, I think about Jesus's Jesus's example in John, chapter four, round about verse seven, when he came to the woman that came to draw water in Samaria. I was like, man, see, Jesus came to her and her life was kind of in bad shape. You know, she had had five husbands and the one that she was living with now was not her husband. And she came to draw water in the middle of the day because, I mean, the hottest part of the day. Because the other women in the community, they didn't really want to have anything to do with her. They draw water in the evening or early morning. But, you know, she couldn't hang with them. And Jesus busts on the scene, knowing all about her situation and knowing he had what she needed. But what did he do first? The first thing that he did was to seek common ground. How did he do that? Out of all the things that he could have talked about. See, he didn't go up to her and say, look here, you're sinning. That's why your life is a mess. You just messed up. You need, to, you, you need me. No, he didn't start out that way. How did he start out? He started out by finding something that she could definitely relate to. He talked about thirst and he talked about water and drawing water. So, you know, she could relate to that. So they ended up converse, You know, co- conversing about that. And eventually he went on and began to minister to her need. But I love his example because he sought common ground first. And so the same goes for you, that if there is someone that you see in the community, in your family, somebody or a group of people that you want to help. Don't just bust right in there and say, look, this is your problem. No, seek first to find common ground. What is something that you both can relate to? I mean, I don't care if it's a it might be a child. It might be a single parent. It might be a rebellious teen might be a gang member, might be some super intellectual somebody. Professor so-and-so, uh-uh, still find seek to find common ground first, and then you'll be able to effectively give to them what you believe would be a benefit to them. And in this case, you'd be able to minister to them God's word, you'd be able to minister to them God's counsel, stuff like that, right? So that's what I wanted to share with you today. That's something that I just kind of was reflecting on. And like I said, the common ground that that I had with the people there was through music. And gosh, we just had a great time. Ministry of the Word. They really received from the Word that I, that God put in my heart to share with them. And the same can happen in your life. Una y otra vez. Wow. Time and time again, it can happen in, in your life that as you seek the common ground first to relate to somebody where they are with the things that they're dealing with, to find that common ground, then you can branch off from there and be able to minister to their needs. Okay? All right. Have a beautiful Easter weekend. Glory to God. Make sure you're in church on Sunday. And um, I look forward to seeing you on our next segment. This is Larry Hunter, 5-Minute Inspirations, wishing you a blessed day. Bye-bye.